Hello, wonderful listeners. This is your host, Enoch.Spackler, and you are listening to Beyond Textbooks. Beyond Textbooks is a heart-racing adventure into the stories of accomplished students who have transitioned to corporate America as full-time employees. We tell their stories and how they made the leap from what they learned in school versus what the corporate world needed. You will be empowered with skills you need for the job, on the job, and by the job. Learn to overcome the most common surprises and hopefully never ever again will you say these words. My degree did not prepare me for the real world. I wasted money on school. This show is a two-part show where guests come back to do a technical deep dive to give you the raw skills you need from the workplace and the boardroom. In today's episode, the journey of a product manager. We have with us Esther Ehindero. She currently works as a product manager at Microsoft. If you've ever heard the term overachiever, Esther is the embodiment of that term. She is very smart, super, super driven, and a talented professional. It's an honor to have you here, Esther. Thanks for having me. What an introduction, you know. I never saw that coming. <laughs> uh, no, no, I think you saw that coming. This is this is what you do. <laughs> Anyways, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would say I'm on an 8 currently, which is not bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty high for a weekend. Most people are like thinking about the weekday and their job and all the stuff they have to deal with. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so um, I think we'll just dive right in. Take us through your career journey. Just tell us how, how you got to where you are now. Wow, you're asking for a lot, but definitely <laughs> I love to share that and speak about it. Um, you're asking for a 10-year journey. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, this started in probably not 10 years. It's going to be 10 years in mid-2024. But I would say my career actually started um, in 2014 when I graduated from university in Obafemaola University um, in Nigeria. I'm Nigerian um, and I've always been in Nigeria. Um, I did my first degree in Nigeria before I moved to the United States um, for my second degree, which was master's in technology management. Um, so in school, I studied to be an economics. So I studied economics, um, a bachelor's in economics in OAU, which is a short form for Buffalo University. And um, after that, um, I got chartered as a chartered accountant. So I have a wow. very, <laughs> I have a very, very. Um, uh, you see what un- I was talking un- about. Unusual over- journey. Overachiever. You know, that way. Oh, oh, it's yeah. an unu- unusual <laughs> journey. Um, so I've done a couple of different things in different industry, different fields. And I will kind of tie it into where I am today. Um, so when I finished um, in 2014, I got an opportunity to work in an investment bank, you know, as an intern. So I did, I finished from economics. So I was able to get into investment banking. Um, I did that for, for a while. Then I moved to asset management, which was still finance related. Um, but I've always been someone that loves strategy and I I love growth a lot. So once I start doing something and I think I'm doing the same thing over and over again, um, 
I, I just want something else. I want something different. I tell my friends, I kind of get bored easily. So I want things to, I want, <laughs> I want things challenging. I want to be, um, I want to be challenged. I don't want to maintain the status quo. And the reason I say that, oh, the reason why I'm like that is I see myself as a global person or as a global citizen. So I'm in this office in Lagos, Nigeria. And in a couple of years, I'm hoping that I would be on the stage or I'll be applying for the same jobs that other people in other parts of the world would be applying for, right? And so mm -hmm. if I'm not stewarding this years as I should, that means in those couple of years when it's time um, for this application, for those global opportunities, I will be found wanting. I might be enjoying myself in the sense that I'm making money, but mm. I'm not great career-wise. So when it comes to that time, I'm doing myself a disservice. Other people that have owned their skills throughout the years, got an opportunity to experience new challenges, tackled them, learned those skills and grown from them. Imagine being in the same room as those people. What am I bringing to the table? What am I offering? So that's always been my mindset when I assess my career. So I'm very critical of myself when it comes to career. And I, um, and I kind of assessed myself. So I was in that loop in asset management. And I felt like I've, I, I, when it's asset management, I think I know A to Z. As at that point, you know, based on the job I was doing, um, I was just doing recurring tax and I got tired. Um, that spurred me um, to look for something else. And I got a job um, as a business planning and strategist in a group of companies, still finance related. Um, it's called Custodian and Allied PLC um, in, in Nigeria. So I want to share something interesting, <laughs> you know, which I think might be helpful for people um, because I believe that this podcast is not just about how did we get to where we are today? It's more about what are the values we embodied? What are the, you know, what are the things, what are the difficult decisions we had to take, you know, together? Because I like to share the journey, not just the picture of where we are now, right? Because there's a lot that goes in it, right? So what happened was that moving from, you know, that job that I have, you know, in the quest for something that was going to stretch me actually costs me to go into a graduate training program. You know, like you just, you're just done with school and you're going into something. I've already spent about two years in the investment banking job, right? And the asset mm -hmm. job. I should be going for something higher, right? But at that point, I was not getting that. What I got access to was a graduate training program. And with this, you were not even sure of a full-time opportunity. You were going to be there for a period of three months or six months. I can't remember now. It's been a long time. <laughs> I feel old already, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You have to be there for about three to six. Three we'll to we'll six. edit that part out of there. <laughs> you know, um, about three to six months already. Um, and you you go into the program, you're not sure if you're going to get qualified or chosen, you know, to get the full-time opportunity. So I, I was like, I'm going to go anyways. Um, and I wanted the business finance strategy position, which is just one position. So imagine a room filled up with, let's say, 20 or 30 um, Nigerians that they feel like they're good and qualified and just one person's going to be picked for that position why someone be picked for other position um in the company and i wanted that position because i wanted strategy so it's like it was like the choice position in that program um i went into that program my salary was slashed at least um was slashed you know um was after what i used to hand before because it was a training program so it's not a full program but i was still going to go anyways because i'm like i want the strategy position so let's see if i was going to 
to get it. Um, so I went into that program. Thank God, by the time we were done with that program, I got that the strategy is real, right? For the group of companies. So wow. I became the business planning and strategist, um, you know, um, of, of that company. And I was working with a, with a boss that had more experience, but I was able to get that. And my salary bounced back, you know, to what it used to be, or even I think it'd be better, right? So I was on that journey for a while. I was able to learn strategy. Then I was getting bored again and tired, you know, um, and another opportunity came and the opportunity was to go into consulting, but this was with a boutique consulting company. This was not a big or known consulting company like you have the big fours now, but this was like a new consulting company that also had um, an outsourcing firm. So it had a sister firm that it outsourcing, but I was going to go in for um, for consulting, right? So I went in um, for that job. It was a new company, which was way smaller, way smaller, I would say one tenth of the company I'm coming from, <laughs> which when I share the people, it's like, Esther, are you sure? Do you know what you're doing? Are you sure you want to go for this? I'm like, yes. You're leaving wow. a big up well-known brand, you know, for a small company. But I realized that that was also an opportunity for me to stretch myself. I was already becoming comfortable in what I was doing. What I was doing was mundane, was routine. And I wanted something else, right? And with this opportunity, I was going to stress, stretch myself. So I got in and started working. When I got in, I realized that there was a lot of process improvements that was needed. So I had to step in. My boss trust entrusted me with a lot, you know, and I had to like do a lot of process improvement, not just for the consulting company, for even our sister firm. And that also presented me the opportunity to, you know, do lead training opportunities or even go to clients for meetings. I was facing clients, you know, in manufacturing in different industries. And my boss would actually push me, you know, to go meet this client. And he's going to go there and introduce me as this is our top consultant. And she'll be leading this project. I'm like, what, sir? I was like, yes, Esther, you can do it. And that built my confidence with client relationship, um, with um, strategy, you know, with thinking deeply, you know, which led me to my journey of even coming to master's in, in the first place. Wow. So on that journey, I realized that technology is the end thing. Because with one thing about consulting is you're solving a problem. You're preferring a solution, you know, to what is happening um, in the world or what is happening with your clients. And I realized that there's a gap, you know, most consultants don't understand technology, right? And most IT people don't understand business. So there's that gap and there's always a mismatch. And I also realized that I don't want to be a consultant that prefers solutions to my clients. And in the next five years, those solutions in the next two years, a new technology is out already and the solution is is useless and they're back to square zero. And I saw that that was what was happening in the field. So that's poured me to my master's, like looking to do my master's outside of the country. And I also had a friend, you know, that was coming to the US um, for his master's. And then I looked at the courses and I saw technology management was the right fit for what I wanted to do. You know, in my, I already had the business knowledge. I had the strategy knowledge, you know, but I needed to understand the technology side of things so I can merge both of them together and prefer solution so that was my drive to transition into technology you know wow. and i did that i know it's a pretty interesting <laughs> journey right yeah. um, <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to where you you became a product manager yet. and you know and and from there 
the reason why I'm sharing this story is to show that with product management, you know, a lot of skill set are, are required, you know. And most times people think that product management is, is something that is unreachable. The reason why I'm sharing this is that product management is reachable. What you need, the skill sets you need are the skill sets you've built or to, that you've gotten, you know, in your journey, especially if you're tr trying to do a career transition. You know, what I ask people is like, what are what what is the career, what career did you do? you have before now you know what are the jobs you've done before now what soft skill set did you build you know is it communication management is it stakeholder um management all of those skill set are the things you need to highlight you know when you're moving to your journey as a product manager so as you know the story i got into north carolina and state university we went to the same school Shout out to ANC, I just pride. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I finished, right? And when I was done with that, I got a job with Deloitte Consulting, um, where I did technology um consulting for enterprise customers for a period, for some period. Then I transitioned from there um to Microsoft as a product manager. So I shared that. It's been an interesting journey. Wow. But yeah, a long one too. Wow. That, yeah, that's like really this is what I've been saying like if 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 today they put something on mars a, a project on mars and they say oh who, who should who wants to go to mars and solve this problem uh esther will be the first person to like <laughs> lift her hands and run to go and solve that problem like she's such an overachiever but we're excited to have her here um so you sort of spoke and went into the next question which is how tell us how you got into product management and you sort of touched on the motivation but actually tell us like what was the reason you dived into product management since you've already attained the technology, you know, experience that you mentioned? Yeah, um, I felt like product management. So when um, remember when I talked about the desire to merge business and technology together in, in Nigeria, um, I never knew that there was a field like that, you know. So in this age and time, um, when you look at that, product management is that field, you know, that merges both together. And product management in a technology firm when I'm wow. talking about that, right? Because product management, you need to understand business. You need to understand um, research, customer research. You need to be good at that. You need to understand pricing. You need to know your business cases. So like, what customers need this. You need to understand industry competitiveness and all of those things. You need to understand strategy, right? And you also need to understand technology, even if you're not coding or you're not developing or designing the product in the sense, even though you're working with a teams of, team of engineers to get that done. But you need to understand that to be able to communicate with them in a way they understand. So wow. in this age and time, what I was looking for actually was a product management role. I never knew until I got to the United mm. States and I was looking at all the options um, that were available to me in tech. You know, when it comes to tech, there are a lot of things. People think it's just product management or whatever. There are a lot of roles. I say that. There are, <laughs> there are tons of roles. You don't have to be a software engineer. You know, you don't even have to be a product manager. We have project management. We have um, UI UX you know UI UX designers we have we have researchers we even have technical writers so there mm. are lots of roles but when I got into the technology space and I did my audit I realized that product management was that role I was looking for wow. um to provide me the experience I need and to also make the impact I wanted to make awesome so basically the merger between IT and business is product management and I like how you 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 phrase that beautifully 
Chloe. And also you mentioned how that the values that you embodied was was one of the most important things in your career journey. Okay, so I think now we're wondering, when you were a student, how did you imagine and envision what industry and working in corporate America would be like? Wow, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, as an immigrant or someone um, coming from outside of America, um, I didn't know what to expect, truthfully. Um, I didn't know what corporate America was like. I've only seen corporate America in movies. And what I saw was stiff comp- competition in the movies I watched. You have to be on top of your game. You have to be the best of the best. You know, um, going into meetings, you have to be ready and all of those things we're watching movies and you're like, wow, this is intense. Can I do this? Am I fit for this role? Am I going to um, thrive and excel in this in this market, right? And by full like getting into it using the educational route made it easier for me. Or like someone just coming from, let's say, an African country and just transitioning to working in corporate America. But the fact that we were in school, you know, we did presentations in all of our courses. We had engagement with with um, lecturers that are also Americans, right? Um, and they would tell us stories about corporate America. Um, and they were teaching us skill sets that were needed. We had career fairs and we had these people come to us and they spoke to us. So in those engagement, I realized what, what was needed. What is needed is you you need to be able to show that you can get the job done. Even if you've not done the job before, what have you done before that you can bring to the table to show that I have this skill set. I've not done it on a wide scale. You know, do you did you lead anything in school? You know, you bring that to the table. Were you able to use a particular technology? How were you able to use it on how many data sets did you, let's say you're, you're going into that analysis, for example, you took, if you take your um, your research, for example, very, very seriously, you know, doing your research or your thesis, you can use that as a use case. I have not worked on something in the industry, but doing my research in school, I was able to work on, let's say, 50,000 data set. I was able to come up with this analysis insight, you know. I realized that that was what's been looked at or looked for, right? And Mm. also interacting with people doing career fair, that was really, that was really good. I I saw that these are also people like me, you know, they might have been born in a different country, right? But they embodied similar values or characteristics like high embodied, right? Wow. Uh, So that gave me a bit of confidence, you know? Yeah. That's. That's number one. Number two, having internship experience before going going fully into the journey also helped me, right? Um, with Deloitte Consulting, had the opportunity, you know, getting into the US, I think about two months or three months in, I got an internship with Deloitte, you know, and going for that internship, I was able to have a peek into what corporate America is. You know, going in as an intern and going as a full-time is different. As an intern, everyone is your friend. As an intern, you can't do no wrong. So a reasonable extent, right? And that's an accident. Everyone wants to be your friend. Everyone wants you to come back to the company. People are so nice. People are so polite. You can get away with a couple of things. So that was a nice way to see corporate America in a fun, loving way. They're taking care of you, taking you on dinners everywhere. You're meeting different people. You know, it was fun. (laughs) But it was also a way to see, okay, how do these people work? How do they present? You know, what what are the skill sets that was necessary? And it's consulting. Consulting is a serious business. You know, you have coaches, you have mentors. Um, there are decisions they're made. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I would say, I would say, I never imagined. I didn't know what to expect. You know, um, but having those experiences in school, you know, just made me comfortable mm, that I wow. can 
account whatever comes my way when I get into corporate America. Okay, so when when you transition from intern to full time, <laughs> did you? Oh, we're running out of time, but yeah, did you get the same experience or did you get the same people? No, 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 no. Disclaimer: No, it's okay. different. It's different. <laughs> it's right, it's serious. I think we will have to have another session to to talk about that part. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we have a couple of questions. Um, We'll run to them more quickly now. What were the biggest surprises you encountered when you started looking for jobs? Or was it a smooth transition for you? I know part of it was a smooth transition (laughs) for you. So, (laughs) but if you can speak to some portions of that. Hey, knock, you get to. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I would say it was a smooth transition, kind of. Um, thanks to God, I give all glory to God for this one. But um, I wouldn't say it was a it was hundred percent smooth, right? So coming into the US, um, there were three things I I wanted. I might not be able to share everything, like all the three things, but one of those things was an internship. You know, I had that in mind that I wanted an internship, so that was one of my goals. Right. So getting into the US immediately, settling into school, like the first week in school, I was applying for internships already. I know that was, yes, I was applying for internships already. So when I got to school, I realized that there was this career website and they were doing this um, career drive. There was this um, lady, I can't remember her name. I really wish I remembered her name, you know, that helped me with my resume. She was from from an engineering company, right? I went there with my resume. In Nigeria, in Africa, we use, we... Um, our resume most times are job d- descriptions. They're not really resumes. <laughs> so I went there with a two-page feeling so proud that I've done so much. And she was like, no. And leaving her, I could see red marks all over the paper, right? And okay, I was like, we have to do better. And I had a resume. And next thing, I kept applying. Um, so uh-huh. I got a couple of internships. There were some I couldn't go to, but I was able to get one with Deloitte that I was able to, to get into. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I wouldn't say it was good, but I knew what what I wanted, and immediately I got in. I went for it. So my first wow. week, I was already applying for internships. So maybe yeah. by the time you started your first first day of class, you're already applying for internships. So listeners, that's uh, <laughs> that's a secret reveal right there. So what what kind of changes did you have to make to transition into corporate America, and how did it affect your emotional, physical, and mental well being? Um. I realized in corporate America that you have to take charge of your career. Um, You have to be intentional about what you want. It took me a while to get there. But um, one thing I've learned, and I'm going to take this, you know, on my journey, be it consulting or non-consulting. I'm not in consulting now, but I still continue the same practice. And I tell my mentees to also do that, is to get constant feedback from from your um, manager, right? Um, because sometimes you think you're doing something right, but trust me, you're doing a thousand things wrong. You might just mm. be doing one thing right and a thousand things wrong. And the way corporate America is structured is not structured to get constant feedback every time. You know, um, you just get um, um, review maybe twice a year, you know, and you work in 12 months in a year and you get interviewed <laughs> twice or probably once a year, depending on the on the company. So what one thing I've instituted is having a monthly um career performance sync with my manager. She does not have to she, he or she doesn't have to put it up. I put it on their calendar 15, 20 minutes every month. So that's one thing I've learned in corporate America. 
um, so far. Number two, you also need to speak out. You need to be able to advocate for yourself. I know as immigrants, um, most times we are we are shy, you know, because of our the way we yeah, speak, the culture, or, yeah, or the way um we think we're going to be perceived. I am grateful that I work in a company that I can bring myself to work. I can be myself. You know, I don't have to um be another person. I can come to work hundred percent myself and show up. You know, but um, I feel like I also learned that you need to speak for yourself. You need to advocate for yourself. When you do that, then you have people advocate for you. And when you're encountering issues, please speak up. America, corporate America is not a place you keep up and you'll be like, oh, well, I'm hoping it gets better. No, speak up, speak to colleagues, trusted people, Um, speak to other managers, seek help, you know, and speak you go up. from there. Okay. Yeah, I've also yeah. learned Yes, yeah. yeah sorry i have to be cutting you <laughs> shortly because uh time is running out um how many companies did you apply to and uh i think you sort of spoke into this and that you started applying like early on but how did you land your current job at microsoft like how, how if somebody wants to get into microsoft now what they yeah do? um since i went the school route um i got into microsoft through the career fair in school. So if your school has a career fair, then Microsoft is one of the um, attendees, recruiting students, you want to do that. Um, and you also want to have a resume that is tailored to that. So I had a resume and that was why I shared my journey. Um, I was able to highlight the things that I did that were close to what the product manager would do, like leadership skills, strategy, um, stakeholder management, communications management, all of those things I was able to, you know, to showcase it on my resume, even though I never had a prior product management job. And with that, um, I was able to get the first stage of the interview. You just need a foot in the door, right? And after that, the rest is history. Wow. Wow, maybe sometime in the future would we'll, would we'll allow uh listeners to send in their resumes and and get feedback from from <laughs> some of our guests. <laughs> okay, so um yeah, I think that'll be that'll be a great. I'd love idea. to do that. Sign me up. Sign me wow, up. Wow. Okay. Up. All right. <laughs> awesome. So what what skills were required in your current role, and was it a struggle to catch up? And how did you acquire them? So like, give us like a short. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, in my comments bro, um I realized communications management skill is crucial. Was it a struggle? Yeah. I struggled when I got to Microsoft. My first couple of months was was a lot because it was different from where I was coming from. And I didn't really have a coach that was coaching me. So I had to figure out things myself. So communications management is important, stakeholders management is important, strategy is important. Um, finance, data analysis, um, and data insights or data interpretation, if I can put it that way, it's, it's very, very important. Um, being proactive, you know, it's important. If you're in the tech space, you want to understand um, the products you're working on, the technology you're working on. I would say relationship management is very, mm. very key as a product wow. manager. Because what you're doing is, in as much as you're building a product, you're also managing people. You're working with many engineers um, from different teams and you have to help them. If they are blockers, you need to be the person, you know, on ground with both on the ground to ensure that the products move on. You have to be innovative too. 
Wow. you have a lot of blockers and you have to figure out how do we solve this? You know, you're more of a problem solver, you know, as a, as a product manage, manager. I know we don't have a lot of time, but yeah, those, those are I, very I, quick. I, I, yeah, I think you, 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 I think, okay, so for the next session would be the technical deep dive. We might, you know, touch on this. And if we have to bring you back for a second interview, I think we'll do that. <laughs> So I think I'll ask to my next question, which is for listeners who want to be a product manager, how should they get ready while they're in school? How much hard work do they have to put in to develop their skill set? And what resources would you recommend? I would say um, look for opportunities to volunteer, you know, um, or build personal projects. You know, you can come up, come with, with friends and you, you just role play. You know, after doing a lot of resource reading, because I know people read a lot these days, but the difference is implementation, right? So come up with your own product, you know, by yourself or with a friend. What would you do if you were working with Microsoft, for example, and you have to develop, design an AI enhanced product? How will you go about it? Do your research and do your own thing and document it, right? So that gives you a first-hand idea. And you can get someone else that is a product manager working to review those steps with you. And you take the feedback and you keep retreating. That's one thing. Um, look for other opportunities, you know, um, that you can use the skill set, you know, that I spoke about earlier, you know, and just be passionate about Okay. What are you doing? What resources do you, do you, would you recommend? What did you say? I didn't hear that. What resources would you recommend? Resources like oh, materials, yes. tool, um, tools, this... frameworks. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So there's this particular textbook um, that I read for my interview. It's cracking the... During this part of the recording, while we were recording on Zoom, the, we ran out of time, <laughs> basically Zoom minutes. So this part of the recording cut off where Esther was speaking about the resources that were available. So the recording continues in the next stage where I make mention of briefly what happened and we laugh about it. Um, so sorry for that interruption. Yeah, so we had that abrupt <laughs> cut off. Zoom would not allow us to continue recording. You know, it's interesting their their strategy there because I'm interviewing a strategist. You know, the strategy is working against. <laughs> and we need to see the product manager in charge of this. Ah, see, there we go. Ah, <laughs> uh, the product manager is talking. Okay, so you were talking about the res. You are going to recommend some resources that um you know, would be beneficial to students. So yeah, go ahead. Yes. Um. So one book I would highly recommend is Cracking the PM Interview. Um. That was very, very beneficial to me um, going for my interview, uh, my product management interview. But however, there are a lot of resources online. Um. When it comes to product manage- management, there are like books, you know, that has been written about how do you plan a product launch, which is very um, instrumental if you want to um, venture into product management. Um. How to create products that customer loves. Those are like very good products. And there are a couple of blogs also that write things about products management. When it comes to products management, there are a lot of templates, you know, a whole lot of templates. So it's good to familiarize yourself with these templates before you even get into the job. 
um, so that you know the one that works for you and the one you're more you're more um that is more beneficial to you one the one that you're more comfortable with right but even once you get into the um into the pm role there are different ways that pm operates in different companies that's one thing i've realized i speak to product manage managers in facebook for example netflix or uber and i realized that the way we do pm is different so you also want to understand the way pm is done in the company that you're going to go to so you want to speak to pms in those companies and begin to develop those are, you, are you saying that students should like form connections networks with you know yeah actually yeah how do they go about finding like i i believe linkedin is a very great resource when it comes to building connection however you don't go to LinkedIn to build connection blindly. You either want a form of introduction. So let's say you've seen someone um, that you want to connect with. You want to check if you have mutual friends that can do an introduction. Or you want to look for people that you have similar interest or either you've gone to the same school, for example. Recently, I had someone reach out to me from North Carolina ANC State University. Because I finished from that school, it was easy to entertain that person and also grant them audience and give them time so that you want to use a strategic way you know in reaching out to people either you're asking someone to do the connection or you get someone that of a similar interest or there's something connecting you guys together yeah wow okay that's that's great to know uh we have a mystery guest on the call today but we're not going to introduce him because he's our <laughs> speaker so uh listeners i you get <laughs> You get to know the mystery, the mystery person in our next uh, episode of the podcast. Okay, so Esther, more questions, um, a few more questions for you. So what? how much hard work should students put in to get to become a product manager? How much hard work should they do? You, you said you started applying for jobs from day one of class. Yes, yes. I would say put in all the hard work there is in the world. <laughs> Yes. You know, I I believe that it's better to go over than and put all your cards on the table and do everything you can do, you know, rather than, you know, going under and wishing that I should have done that. I could have done that. Right. So you want to have a plan. I advocate strongly for planning. Right. You want to have a plan. You know, what resources, you know, can I can I use skill set? What skill set do I even need, you know, in product management? You put together a list, you get someone that is ready to either coach you, you know, go through those lists. I would listen to someone that comes to me and say, Esther, I have this list, you know, or this list of skill set I'm trying to learn on my journey to becoming a PM. Can you please review and give comments? You know, then ask someone coming to me, asking me for lists, because I'm like, where do I start from? It's a lot of yeah. resources that I can prefer. But once you have something that was easier to work with you on that journey, right? So yeah. do your research, start putting together a list, you know, and a plan, you know, and putting all the work, go for all the networking session you can go for, you know, both physically in school and virtually. You also want to um, join some groups. There are like product management groups. There's product management academy. And there are some product management groups, you know, mm. general one, global ones. You want to join if that's what you're looking for, you know, okay. and also seek internship, be it paid or unpaid. You know, I want to stress unpaid. Unpaid internships are still internships because you get the skill set. Not everyone will get paid internships, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm paid in test. That's a that's a hard one for most people. I know, yeah, I know. I mean, I know. I know, I know some people. Like I, I knew someone that, uh, a, a junior in in college, but his parents were rich, so he didn't need money, so he could do like he could afford to do like an paid internship. So let so. me let me provide some context in that. Um, so we're in a remote world now, right? Paid internship are good, especially for internationals. You want to make money to wait to make quick money before you finish college. But while you're in school, you can still intern for startups. There are a lot of startups that need people. They can't afford to pay you, but you would learn a lot from them. And I have first time knowledge of that because I'm into something like that. So wow. you go with you, you get into that probably for three or six months. You're still in school, but you're working with those people. You know, you're volunteering with them. That's the word, but it's an unpaid internship. You learn the skills, the skills you need. And from there, when you're looking for full-time opportunity, you can also use that. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 great. Yeah. And for 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 listeners who don't know, Esther also has a startup that she's right. She's been working on. We'll bring her in for a special session to talk about her startup and all the things that you know, all the the knowledge and skills and experiences that she can relay to us. Uh, our mystery guest is, was trying to. Uh, I think he had audio issues. I think we can just check in and see. Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Awesome. Welcome to our <laughs> Thank you. interview. Yeah. Uh, so please, listeners, note the voice. You will hear it soon again. <laughs> okay, nice. so let's see here. I think our final... Well, okay, two more questions. What would you do differently if you were back in college and starting all over? Wow, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I would say network more, you know, um, network more with people in college, um, check out local opportunities, you know, in school and even outside of school. Um, I noticed that I was all closed in in school and I was just focused on the four walls of, of school. And there were other opportunities that I could have taken advantage of, you know, outside of the campus, you know, Greensboro, North Carolina is bigger than just North Carolina A&T State University. So I really wish I had done that. Um, I also wish that I'd gotten involved in either an organization or a group actively involved. That way I could have networked with other, um, other people from other countries, you know, even Americans, for example, because I, I feel like I was just focused on a set of people. I would have loved to, um, if I go back in time, um, I would have done that differently so I can have different range of experiences. Because what that does when you get into corporate America is you know how to start up a conversation with different people. You know the right icebreaker. You know you know you, you can talk about the weather and people will find it fascinating. I'm an African and I don't say anything fascinating about the weather, right? But I go into this conversation, the first thing is like, oh, what's the weather where you're like, you know, and I'm like, okay, what's happening here, right? But if I'd had those conversations or if I'd opened myself to those conversations or interactions back in school, it would be easier for me. So I know how to relate with people. I know the kind of hobbies to pick up so I can have level playing field doing conversations. So that's what I would have done differently. Wow. Awesome. Um, yeah. Are there any inside jokes, insider jokes among product managers? that only they know. There's this trend going on. People would say, I'm a this, so I have to do this. So I would say, I'm a product manager. Definitely, I have to schedule meet meetings on your calendar, even if it's something I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> even if it's something we can chat about. 
that's how you know I'm a products manager and I'm doing my job. I want wow. to use it so we can talk about it. <laughs> you know, um, I'm a product manager. Definitely, I would ask you for an ETA. And if you don't have an ETA, I will ask you for an ETA for an ETA. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> I need yeah. to know. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, final question. Last and final question. Are you hiring? <laughs> are you hiring <laughs> me as a person or yes, the you as a you as a product manager are you hiring are you hiring for product manager roles are, yeah are you hiring for product manager roles <laughs> <laughs> i never saw that question coming as a person i am not hiring right um <laughs> but my startup do have open um volunteer positions on paid internships for people um, that want to learn product management. And I will be working with them closely wow. because I lead, I lead the project management team. Wow, that's awesome. I think I'll ask you to send me some details and then I'll attach to the podcast so that people who are interested in, you know, um, volunteering and learning more skills can apply to your startup and then have that experience. Yes. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Esther, for taking the time to inspire us and tell such (laughs) incredible stories. Um, So for listeners, Esther will be back to do a technical deep dive into the interview questions, the preparation, the skills and the resources that you need to succeed as a product manager, what an everyday at her job looks like, how collaboration happens, how decisions are made, how the boardroom talk, you know, occurs, you know, the tools, the frameworks, the things she uses, dive into those details so that, you know, listeners be well informed and know what exactly they are getting into. Thank you, listeners. Don't forget to share this podcast with someone, you know, and help spread the word. You can send your questions, your comments, your suggestions to beyondtextbooks at gmail.com. It's beyond b-e-y-o-n-d textbooks at gmail.com and you can follow us on twitter at beyond t books at beyond t books thank you so much for having me this was great thank you so much i appreciate it